When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel. Style Boy Double H. Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. If you're listening on SoundCloud, hit the hearts wherever you are, whichever podcast app you're listening to. Hit the like, subscribe, how, however you do it, do it. Check us out on Patreon. You know, this, this is weird. For me, because normally news like this doesn't break on Monday. Yeah. So normally it's like, hey, emergency hangout, talking tactics, such and such has happened. Uh, Neymar's been signed or Mourinho's been sacked or whatever the case. But for this one, there's, we didn't really need to coordinate a date to talk about it. So I don't think there's any other place to start than uh, Stanford Bridge. So let's get into it. Frank Lampard is no longer Chelsea manager. Where would you feel most comfortable to start? First of all, I know that my childhood body, Mr. Hambley, you know who you are, Billy Boy, will be listening and he will want me to go full in because he knows my connection to Chelsea. <laughs> so I'm just preparing people that this is going to be, this is going to go very deep and we're going to just go and expose everything because we'll have to have a very detailed breakdown of right. this, which is needed. So you said, where do I start or where, do you, where is the right place to start? For me, I think the first thing is timing. Let's start with, with, with timing. Now, I'll be real with you. I was beginning to think that Abramovich had changed. Me too. I know Russians. In almost every school I've, I've been to, I've either been friends with Russians or just hung out with them. So obviously, especially going to school, and even when I was in school in Switzerland as well, for some reason, I was, I was always in close proximity with Russian people. And they all have a very particular kind of character and characteristic. Hence why... Nigerians and Russians sort of get along because we have a very kind of definitive kind of way that we act and our characters and our, and our mannerisms are, are similar, but just obviously from different cultures. So just knowing Russians and so forth, these guys don't really change. They are how they are. And you just know what you're going to get from Russian people more so. So my thing was, Abramovich has always has kept the same energy for my gosh over a decade in in how he operates with regards to I want success now if you don't give me success you're fired you know it's almost similar to a Nigerian when Nigerian like wait if you're not successful sacked 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 looking at just the um, commentary from people with regards to okay he's changed it's Lampard he's a legend he knows that the club. A different way of doing things. Chelsea needs need to move in a different way. This is now a process. We want to now give time. Give time. I was like, yeah, okay. Maybe he'll he'll have time and so forth because homeboy has, has changed. But at the back of my mind, I was like, what's the likelihood? Not based off people changing time, but because he's Russian. And I know Russians. <laughs> they are what they are. When this happened, I was like, no, it's Roman Abramovich. And the states, and what's it called? The shocking thing, because, see, Daniel, this is going to be a case of everything makes sense. That all the dots connected. Where, how, when have you seen Abramovich pen a letter after sacking someone? 
Because remember what I told you, I said that the reason why it is so hard is because of his relationship with him. Mm. This would be the same thing if it was John Terry. This would be the same thing if it was Drogba because they were the first to deliver him the, 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 the trophy. So he feels a kinship within him. So even if there is that Russian thing in him of like brutal, boom, direct, he's still a human being who, hey, I don't have a personal connection with Conce or with Mourinho, but hey, these are the players who played of a team that's my tour that I've invested money in. So that was just what was the thing that was just most... The narrative was still the same, and Abramovich never changed. He never changed. And I think as we probably go deeper and look at sort of the timeline of events, <laughs> this decision was made a long time ago. This is going to be a Chelsea-heavy episode, guys. So Yeah, it is. But look, come on, come on, come on. This is, this is the now, biggest news. The, the, the reason I know, or we know, it's deep. They just won 3-0 against Luton. Mm. So this wouldn't be the result that you sack him. And the and the performance was better. The last goal scored in the Lampard era, whew, that was yeah. a really good goal. Yeah. Like the, the Tammy Abraham, they played all through them. Yeah, first touch, one touch, yeah. It was really good. So if if you're looking at that and you're like, if you're thinking, are you on the fence? Does he get another game? Well, they just won, so let's see what happens against Wolves. The fact that they sacked him after a win... This had been coming for some time. Mm. They just needed to line everything together to where it's almost like when you want a player in the in the transfer market, you can't let a striker go without knowing who you're going to buy next. So you have to line up the next striker before you can let your striker go to the club that they want to go to. It must have obviously been planning for a few weeks or months, perhaps. Who do we want? Who's ready to come in? Do we want an interim manager? Do we want, you know, when Avram Grant is being talked about, when Gus Hiddink is being talked about, it's like, okay, do we want to go that route again and try for someone in the summer? Or Allegri, Tuchel, which one do we want? And that process takes time. So I don't know exactly when Lampard would have been. He has to leave. I'd I'd imagine Leicester was probably the, the nail in the coffin, but... There must have been some other games before where it's just like we've lost four out of the last however many, three out of the last however many. Mm. He needs to go. So basically all the conversations we've been having for a couple of weeks, it's fait accompli. It's going to happen. Mm. Just when? when? When do you pull the trigger? I guess as soon as Tuchel, everything is lined up. Why it took this long was they wanted to be kissing. As soon as he's gone, we have someone new in immediately. Right. We'll get to the time which gives us much more detail. But as we've already said, is that no, the, the, now let me ask you this. When do you think the decision was made that, okay, he's out? What match or what time? Arsenal. And the Arsenal that they lost to, I think that was when it was like, ugh. And then the performance against Manchester City where you can just see the level mm. and just, we spent money to, to compete with the likes of Manchester City and to compete with the likes of Liverpool. But on the pitch, we're not seeing any of the money we spent, in essence. Mm. Um, So I would assume that kind of three-game run of Arsenal, loss, Villa draw, City. Somewhere in there, that last week of December, right near New Year's, they must have started the process. And that took almost four weeks, almost three weeks. So should we just go down this timeline then? So basically, this is from Absolute Chelsea, a Twitter account, which I think is obviously a independent CFC channel, news, coverage, opinion, and more. 
So that, that's what they are. And, this, and they obviously have taken this from a report from The Athletic. So Athletic has obviously written... Big up like Carl, a, big up Carl. Big up Carl, big up Mr. Anchorman. So Athletic have obviously done like um, a breakdown of the um, events yep. that pretty much led to Chelsea's is second. It, so isn't it ironic that who did, who did Lampard's... Yeah, Liam. Liam Makes sense of The Athletic. And Simon Johnson told me, like, there's been a bunch of people at The Athletic that have been kind of on this from time. Oh, oh, oh. is Simon Johnson athletic as well? I believe so. Okay. So they've been kind of on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no surprise why he kind of snapped at them before the, the, the Luton game. But, yeah, I think there's six or seven points. Yeah. So, so let's go with let's, points number let's, one. Let's break down point one. So it so, was Frank Lampard's relationship with influential director Marina, Marina Grunovskaya or skia uh deteriorated so that's point number one okay let's 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 look at that how it, so my my so what see the question i would ask is mm-hmm. how and in what sense or what was the nature of the disagreements was it in terms of i think i have the, the, the players i got to okay what i think lampard's insistence on trying to buy declan rice is the mm. wedge between granovskia and lampard because so, so Marino I've, was like, "No, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not allowing that to happen." I've read that Chelsea executives were not keen on the idea of signing a Declan Rice for seventy million because he was a former Chelsea academy player, and that yeah. would reflect poorly on the club. So his insistence on, "Hey, we need to get Rice. We need to get Rice. We need to get Rice," is like, "Look, that's not happening, Frank," because of the optics of it. So I think you have kind of Lampard's ideas with Marina, who's trying to protect the optics of the club. Like, we just let this guy go for free. But he wanted him again this winter. So I think more so player acquisition would have been the wedge between Lampard and Granovski. And I've said this from time, that she people think Marina Granovski is just some, she just works with the money. I don't know where people got this idea that she has no influence on the players that come to the club. That is totally false. Like, from no, 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 I thought that was always known. Them hiring Petr Cech, I think, is very key here. <laughs> hmm. Because Petr Cech was used as kind of a front. Chelsea Football Club, in my opinion, are using Petr Cech. They want a influential footballing man to be seen as, oh, he, he helped the club buy Mendy, so that means he must be doing other things within the club. I don't think so. I think they made up the position he has as a cover so Grenovskia can still do her work in behind the scenes. So this idea that Czech is pulling the strings or managers are doing this, like, no. Ever since Emanilo and Grenovskia had their battle, and obviously she came out on top, I've known from then, like, she's the one who has the power. Because Conte, Emanilo, and Grenovskia, they all had, like, a three-way... I don't know, like Royal Rumble. I don't know. I don't watch WWE or whatever it is, but they had like some SmackDown where it's like, okay, who's going to come out on top? Is the manager going to get the power? He didn't. And that's why he decided to down tools and we saw what happened and the guy just wanted his severance package. Is it going to be the technical director, the Emanolo figure? No. That might be Roman's biggest mistake that mm. he should have given Emanolo the power to decide who comes in on the player side of the game. But he didn't do that. Marina has most of the power at the club, especially when Abramovich can't even enter the country. So the idea that, you know, I don't know, people just, oh, she she got X amount of money for this guy and she bought uh, 
a hundred million for Hazard. Look, look at look at what she did. She's amazing. Like you can say that on one hand, but then you also do have to take into account who's deciding to spend that much money on Morata. Who's deciding to decide that much money on Keppa? That's part of it. And Lampard dropping Keppa, I think, is probably another reason why they had beef, because it's her decision to buy Keppa. She's the one who decided. Okay, yeah, it's, I I think we should break the the world record goalkeeping <laughs> for a guy that's six foot tall. <laughs> So Lampard like benching that guy, and I, it might be another one of the points. I'm not sure, um, but I've seen this that you know Keppa was involved in, oh, yeah. in in kind of the beef, which so, which which is wild. So him wanting rice and wanting more influence on transfers and asking for things that would reflect poorly on the club is number one, and then number two, I think just his willingness to kind of just throw people under the bus and not take accountability for himself eventually reflects poor on the person who chose him to come. And that's her again. So it it doesn't surprise me that people keep falling out with her because she's the one with the power. She's got the juice. What do you think it was? Because it, um, it can't just be results. Like oh, the the club's losing, so our our relationship is oh, deteriorating. No, 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 for me, I think it was definitely a direction thing. If I think that rice thing was definitely the sensor. I think Lampard wanted the, to take the, the team in a particular direction. Mm. Amarena was like, no. The biggest problem has always been the lack of a, a director of football. But you know, not only because we already discussed before. I, you need she, she's not a football person. No. My thing is that why would Abramovich hire her in, and put her in charge of football, of football matters? Trust because the, the the club is a business. If if she has faults, one thing you can't fault her on is bro. She can spin a deal. A mm. hundred million for this player. Um, to get the Morata money back? How did, how? How did you do that? Like, what kind of wondrous woman is this that can do X, Y, like, she's, she's doing great things on the money side. So if I'm a businessman like Abramovich, hey, this is my best money person. Put put them in charge of probably my biggest asset at this point. Um, so that makes sense. And then she probably has her own, like, I don't want my my influence in the club to go down. If I, if we bring in, if if... If they would have put Czech in a role called the director of football rather than uh, an advisor of football, like if he actually had legitimate final say on decisions, that takes away from her power. So she created a, or they created a position that was underneath her. So you can advise the director and you can suggest players, but who has final say? She does. And that's mm. the kind of, I don't know, internal conflict, I would say, that's, that's that, that, that we're seeing. Did he feel, was he naive in thinking that I'm Lampard, I've got the history I have with this club, I, Roman will side with me over her? So if it comes to a battle, I will be chosen over her? If if Mourinho couldn't win that, you're not winning that. But, but, but remember, Lampard is a different kind of arrogance, as, as we know. So, Point two. Ralph Radnick was offered the interim job last week for four months, but turned it down. I suspect I know where this is going as well. They want somebody that's interim to the end of the season because low-key, Thomas Tuchel isn't the guy they want. Mm. Julian Nagelsmann is the man they want. Mm. So we want somebody who can get us to the end of the season and then let's go talk to Leipzig and see if we can get this guy out of his contract. That's what I think that's what they want. And I've even seen that Tuchel is on an 18-month contract. I had four years. I saw 18 months. Okay. So I'm still thinking Nagelsmann is the one they want. Mm. And I'll bet you after six months, 
Tuka will come for another year or, or however long it is. Or or maybe it was a year and a half with the with the option for Chelsea to make it a third, but like the the length of the contract that I'm seeing, it's like they want to keep it short and give themselves enough enough options because mm. Nagelsmann is the guy they want. I think even uh point three goes to that, doesn't it? Yeah. So 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 point three calls were made in recent weeks to sign at Leipzig's Julian Nagelsmann. So point two and three are the same. Yeah. Like Nagelsmann was the guy that they wanted. That right. was, that was the man. It's still the guy they want. If it, if if you ask me, because mm. look, Ralph Ragnick German, Tuchel German, Nagelsmann. Like they're trying to, maybe it's appeasing the likes of Rudiger, the likes of. Uh, I mean, how much money did they spend on Werner and Havertz combined? So yeah, I I think they're definitely trying to move in the German direction. Mm. They've tried the Italian one, um, that bore some fruit. They tried Portugal, <laughs> bore fruit, and then it did it with VS Boas. So I guess I guess they're going, you know. But have they ever tried English? Maybe they should have tried to go English. In the 90s, didn't they? Oh, Glenn yeah, Huddle and all those guys that were back there. Yeah, Craig Burley, Dennis Wise, <laughs> Michael Michael Dubry. I mean, maybe this was their attempt just to try to get people back outside. But no, nah, man. Um, all right, so points four. Now, this is interesting. Ah, and I think okay. we have been agreed with this. So, Leicester game was the tipping point, And the morning after, Spence trying to finalize successor. See, finalize is interesting. I think that's the key word. Because that means you can only finalize something that you've started before. It says, Leicester game was the tipping point, And morning after, trying to finalize successor. That must have meant that even before the Leicester game, they have. They must have started the process of finding a successor. Yeah. If the next morning you're finalizing who you want, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So again, I think it goes back to the Arsenal game, or at least that run of three games: Arsenal, Villa, City. One point from three games, you lose a a London derby. You lose to a team that you see, no, no, but almost what got is... relegated last season. Then you lose to a title contender. And the way but what does tipping did. points mean, though? Tipping points. Mm. See, t- see, my like understanding of tipping points is before this game okay we're just a bit wary tipping points is oh hence why i think tipping points and finalize seem to contradict one another yeah because for me tipping points is oh this is now what you've really forced me to now do this but before that i was just sort of still thinking about really making that decision so this would make sense that Leicester game was a tipping point, and the morning after was spent trying to look for a successor, not finalize a, su- a successor. Right. You see, like the games prior, it would make sense of you trying to to look for a successor. That's why I say for me, finalize seems like well, they must have started it far. Before yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So but, because finalize is that oh, you've already been looking see, already. Read, the, the read, read point five. Yeah, now this is it. Lampard shook players shook the hands of the players and thanked them for efforts under him after the Leicester match. So he knew. So he knows. And that's after the game, not the morning after the game. Yeah. So he knows. Like, Doug, like, you know what? He must have had maybe a points target or something where, look, Frank, after you lose to Everton, Wolves, whatever it is, like, look, Mm. you need to get from the West Ham, Arsenal, uh, Villa, City, Fulham, Mm. Leicester, in those six games, that's 18 points. We need you to get at least 12. He got four. So maybe that's what he was on. Like, I didn't reach the target that I knew. So, hey, guys, it's been fun. 
whatever it is, we have one more one more game. I'm gonna make Mason Mount captain in my final kind of farewell. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that an email was sent. I think before the Leicester City game. I think an email was sent to him. And I think this was maybe just done through emails. Like, maybe things have gotten so bad that him and Marina were not even talking. And maybe Marina sent an email saying, Frank, bro, like, things are peak. Things are, things are pretty <laughs> messed up, you know. So, things, are pretty, things are pretty messed up, Frank. Or whatever how she talks. But she would have said that, look, Frank, things are really bad right now. We are very, very disappointed on the recent performances. And... If things don't improve quickly, we I, th- I think we, we may have to make a difficult decision. We're going to have to head in a different direction. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have to head in a, in a different direction. And I think once they lost that game, Frank was like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is what it is. Um, it is what it all is. Right, point six, Petacek involved, oh, uh, Petacek involved in talking to new stars as agents as form dipped. What languages does Petacek speak? Does he speak German? Oh, he must do. I would, so, I, would, I would assume he speaks German. I would suspect he's talking to the Germans. Because have you seen what Harry Redknapp said? God, man. <laughs> the Germans. The Germans. <laughs> the Germans. I mean, my God. I mean, you can you can do the math. You can uh, do the math. Yeah. So I, was just, I, I would guess the new stars as agents are like the, the key German players that they bought. Um or maybe that could be a, a leak from from France, maybe, because I've seen a lot of stuff coming out from like uh, French outlets. So I'm wondering, maybe is Mendy saying stuff to the press? Is Giroud saying stuff to the press? Um, I don't know. Like, who are the French players? Like, Conte's not going to say anything. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wouldn't it be funny if Ngolo Kante was like pulling the strings? No, no, and like no, no. he's and, and, and like he's so smart that like nothing is coming back to him. That would be the biggest <laughs> twist. That would be the biggest twist of everything, man. Ah, that would be fucking great. But nah, 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 nah. So, um, point seven. Some players complained. Oh, see, and we we you could feel yeah. this. Some players complained about lack of tactical instruction and not being spoken to for months. No, now that's the part that's interesting. Now, they now this feels like the Rudiger Kovacic, perhaps complaint, yeah. if mm. those reports are to be believed. You see, but you say Kovacic, the thing of not being spoken to for months, that is interesting in the case of Kovacic because I believe for this season, Kovacic has featured more than Kepa, Alonso, and Rudiger. I believe, whether he's starting, whether he's coming off of the bench or so forth, I think he's been more of a feature when he's been fit than um, Rudiger, Kepa, or Alonso. So if he's not really been spoken to, that is interesting. If if you're going to assume like he's one of those those guys that are, that, that are in this, I think maybe that's all spoken to might be... Oh yeah, it's interesting. They've played 19 games in the Premier League so far. Mm-hmm. He's completed 90 minutes four times. And two of which are in the last two games that they played. Mm-hmm. If I, for comparison's sake, let's look at Mason Mount. <laughs> Played 19 games, what's 90 minutes, 17 times? I, I mean, I don't know yet. So let's let's look it up because I'm, I'm quite curious. Remember, Kovacic, is, he has played 90 minutes four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mount has played 90 minutes once, twice, thrice. I don't know how you say thrice, four <laughs> times. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen times. <laughs> and if we're honest, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's played 13 complete Premier League games in a row. And I know he played an FA Cup game recently. And he the last two FA Cup games I think he's played in. This guy, he was just running him into the ground. By the way, <laughs> ironically, Chelsea's best result in the Premier League this season was a 4-0 win against Crystal Palace. Mm. Guess who didn't play? Mount. <laughs> I just find that funny. I don't think he had any bearing on it. Because, like, I remember that Palace game was quite lucky. I think Jorginho had a couple penalties. But, mm. yeah. So, I could imagine people not being spoken to. Um, Rudiger would be an interesting person to look up. Because, wasn't it curious against Fulham, or maybe it was the game before, that Zuma was dropped out. And they asked him, and they asked Lampard, why did you drop Zuma? And mm. he didn't really give like a concrete answer. Oh, it's not about Zuma. The something just needs mm. a change. Mm. Well, why did why does it need to change? And for me, I would now that the information has come out, perhaps it's let me try to get Rudiger back on side. So let's just put him back in the team. Or do you think it was pressure? Ooh, from from the boardroom, the board, and so forth. But but why would the board want Rudiger over Zuma? That doesn't make sense. If the reports are true, which we obviously get about Rudiger going to the board and you're hearing that chatter. You see, so you see now I said no. Because if Lampard can see the writing on the wall, he's like, look, if you're going to sack me, sack wow. me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just do whatever you demand and so Check forth. This. Okay. I don't like putting blame necessarily on Rudiger because I mm. feel like most of the blame first and foremost goes to Frank Lampard himself. Mm. I'm not saying Rudiger because I'm, I'm looking at like his appearances and how often he's played. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's pretty damning. So, um, but I I think Rudiger could be a factor here because looking at look look at this. Yellow means on the bench. Red means not in the squad. Mm. So he's been on the bench but unused two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven times. He 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 wasn't in the squad for the for, for the first five games of the season. Mm. Came in against Newcastle. They won. Then he didn't play again. November until he didn't play for a whole month. Then they drew against Villa. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, Zuma wasn't even that bad against Manchester City, I didn't think. But Fulham, Leicester, he plays a whole 90 minutes. It doesn't make sense. And it's not like Lampard switched the formation to play back three. Mm -hmm. So imagine not being in the squad for five games in a row or four. Four games in a row. You're on the bench, but you're not playing. Obviously, you're not going to change your, your center-back partnerships. Like, if it's going good for 90 minutes, that's what mm -hmm. happens. But, yeah, I could imagine Rudiger not being happy about that. Especially given the fact that in the summer, who was the main guy trying to get in all these Chelsea targets? Yeah, it was Rudiger. Rudiger helped the club get those guys in. Now, if, if it's true that Lampard didn't really want those guys, I... I do you remember when I told you it doesn't make any sense that Havertz would come in if Mount is going to play? Mm. Why would you spend that much money on Havertz when we know Mount is going to play? And that's just what's happened. Like, <laughs> he so, played 90 minutes, 13 you know what is games. scary, though? It doesn't make any sense. So I think Lampard 
didn't want those German players necessarily. Mm. Rudiger probably went to the board on some, I helped you get these guys in. Like, how come, what's going on with me? Mm. And then maybe, yeah, maybe you're right that, you know, the somebody has a conversation with somebody. It's like, look, are, are you sure Antonio isn't good enough to play? Like, why isn't he playing? Like, why isn't he in the team? You just lost 3-1 against City. Why don't you make a change? Obviously, Lampard's not going to come out and say they're making me make decisions or they're putting me under pressure, but it's not a total leap in my mind that, that could be the case. It's all just kind of... Yeah, no, no. It's, you know, basically, it's, it's like yeah. an intriguing story, but it's like a... It's, it's like thriller. a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> also, though, if the if the team was winning games, none of this would be an issue. If the if the if the choices Lampard made elsewhere were coming to fruition and they were bearing fruit, this wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. He'd still have mm-hmm. his job. Rudiger would be sad and sulking somewhere, but nobody would mind. Yeah. If if you were winning and so forth, none of this it's only much but like okay. But 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 yes, Rudiger, but the team is winning, so bye. Maybe Lampard didn't want to do this, and that's something that we have to take into consideration. That the club is forcing Rudiger onto him, so then there's no space for Tomori. So the the minutes that Rudiger was getting, they should be going to Tomori. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's it, or Christensen. Perhaps they're forcing Christensen on Christensen on him. We don't know. If the club knew that they were getting rid of Lampard within the past two weeks, then why would you let Milan get Tomori on loan with a 30 million price tag at the end? That must mean you know you're bringing in somebody who wants to use Rudiger, mm-hmm. which is a Tuchel. It's it, it, it never made the... sense that Lampard was against Tomori. Yeah, no, no, but, but see, it's, see, that Tammy thing now makes sense because you saw that Tammy post on, on Instagram where he put on... Tomorrow's thing, like, man, bro, we know what it is. Mm. So he just says, bro, we know what it is. Maybe, like, they were in the know with regards to what was sort of happening. Yeah. I, you being ushered out to make space for someone else. So basically, mm. it's all very murky. I, it's all bro, very murky. Bro, I don't think it's murky anymore. Think about no, it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's murky in the sense of just the different kind of machinations and things that are happening if the club in the dressing knew, room. If, if Chelsea Football Club knew since Leicester, at least a week before Leicester, let's say, mm-hmm. that they're getting rid of Frank Lampard and they know who's coming in because they're finalizing it, then they know whoever's coming in is probably going to want to use Rudiger over Tamori. So mm. let's just let him go to uh, Milan on loan with the 30 million euro option to buy. It never made sense that somebody oh, oh, oh. who played 50 games for Lampard last or when he was with Derby County, mm-hmm. he just all of a sudden wouldn't want to use him. Why didn't he use him at the beginning of the season, all through this season? He was on the bench to start. And but then he was, he was he hardly used. So even before Lampard started to scrub and everything, he was hardly using top tomorrow. Well, I think that that goes maybe more to the Silva signing. That okay, so okay, so was Silva a board signing or was that a Lampard signing? I think that was a combination of both. Basically recognizing that last season the defense wasn't good enough, so bring in trusted hands or feet in this sense. Mm. Um, and I think he's made one bad mistake where he slipped and yeah, somebody scored. But other than that, he's been pretty solid. So, um, But when you sign, like I said, when you sign a 35, 36-year-old, I don't want to hear about process. And lack of tactical instruction... I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> okay, look, look, let's 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 go to eight, man. Alright, what's eight? Desire to restein declare rice points. annoyed 
Frank Lampard's bosses. Say again? Desire, desire, desire to re-sign <laughs> Declan Rice annoyed Frank Lampard's bosses. Ah, okay, yeah. So that... that, that no, look, okay, can I just that say That goes this, to like, point number one. Yeah, but can I just say this, like... Lampard, why do you think that Chelsea would bankroll you signing Declan Rice? So you really went up to the board and say, I want to have, what, 67 million to sign Declan Rice. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, that's just wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But you know, and, and, I and get also, it. I, I but no, look, it's, have it's, hope. It's, have it's hope. To... Think about it, though. If, if, if you're a head coach of a, of a football team and they're telling you, you know, you get, you're going to have some input on what happens, woo-woo-woo, and you really think this player can work for the team. And if we're honest, Chelsea do need another DM. Like, is if Rice is, is or isn't the guy, probably isn't the question. But I think Lampard's probably right in saying the club does need another DM. We see what happens when Conte isn't in the team. You're trying to make Kovacic be a defensive-minded player, or then you try to pigeonhole Mount into 4-2-3-1. You shouldn't really be doing that. If you had another defensive midfielder, like it doesn't have to be rice but it could be that makes sense so i don't think he's off base there what i really think should have happened is the club should have saved the 100 million they spent on kai havertz and give it spend it on rice then but they didn't do that so i can understand people's frustration with the board in that sense where you went for the shiny toy mm. in kai havertz because he's the german wonder kid and he's going to we don't know if we're ever going to get to sign him again because Real Madrid couldn't spend money, Barca couldn't spend money, PSG were handicapped or handcuffed. So we're kind of the only people out here who can spend cash. So go get Havertz because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But once you do that, there's only so much money you can spend given FFP and whatever else. So Lampard was... I could imagine Frank Lampard being frustrated. Like, I need a DM in this team Someone to back up Conte, or we can play with Conte in four two three one four three three. But I don't have the materials to do that because you wanted to spend on Havertz when I don't even need Havertz because I have Mount. So that's going to create beef, and I don't agree with his decision, but I can understand and empathize mm. with the situation that he was put in given his options. You can't create England two point with my money. <laughs> That's 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 my answer for this. It's not even. It's like Rice was a a, a Chelsea youth player, so it's mm -hmm. like we're trying to recreate like a Frankenstein monster of just mm. like Chelsea stuff. So hey, just go to West Ham and get me an arm. Go here, get me a leg. Come here and get me a head. Like no. Point um, nine. The the dressing room felt managers showed no empathy and were hurt by his public criticism. We felt that the Arsenal game. Calling people lazy. Lazy. Like, calling the collective lazy, that was... That, that, that for me was just the... Um, Do you remember when Mourinho said that the players betrayed his work? I think it was against Leicester. His last game hit the second time around. And he said something to the effect of, the players betrayed my work. Hmm. That was almost the same thing of calling them lazy and... That would then create the palpable discord that Michael Omanolo spoke about. Calling out players' professionalism on like a mass scale. That's crazy. I understand why Lampard did it because that's the type of player he was, was somebody who worked hard and ran a lot 
and always in the right place at the right. The reason he scored that amount of goals is because he was willing to run from 20 meters out into the six yard box to get his tap ins. Like, and you would do that continually and continually and continually. Frank Lampard's whole thing was work ethic. I, mm. Do you remember his um his comments about Paul Pogba? Where he was yeah. like, you flicks know, on tricks, flicks on tricks. But he was like, Pogba was more skilled than I was. Like he had more on the ball talent than I did. But what would his whole point is? There are there are players in the game who are better than me technically, but I was willing to run hard and work harder than them. You know, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know that saying. <laughs> so that's Lampard's ethos. That's where he comes from. Like people called him Fat Frank and. People gave me jobs because of my uncle, because of my father, because of mm. this, because of that. Well, I'm going to prove to you that it's not just the name on the back of my shirt that's gotten me where I'm going to go. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try. Like, you know, he's a, he's just a try hard. Like mm. all the all, all the stories you hear about, he's, he, uh, he spent hours after training doing his free kicks and running shuttles and just doing all of this training. Like, this, that's, this, that's, that's, that's where he comes from. It's why players like Callum Hudson-Odoi, who might not train as well, aren't going to get in the team over Mason Mount. Like us, we might be like, bro, why are you not playing the baller? Play him. Mm, but no, he's but, like, but, I'm going to go with the guy who works. Which see, which which is why, as I said, I never rated Lampard as a player. Like, he, he was never impressive to me. He's not flash. But, yeah, because that's why whenever people did, oh, Lampard, Gerard, Scholes, I always said that it goes Scholes, Gerard, then Lampard. That's why your favorite England player is Joe Cole. <laughs> yeah. Because no, for me, just he was just the best technically, just as far as the footballer was the best. So Lampard for me was like, his big thing was the amount of goals that he scored, and he was very consistent, you know. But as far as just like a footballer, he never really impressed me. But that's just like but, your talent but, as a player. And this is where his lack of managerial experience came to hurt him. If you're with Derby County and you are dealing with players who, that's what we're supposed to do. Like it's a championship level club. Yeah. Most of us aren't technically gifted. All we have, generally speaking, is our ability to work hard and run and no, just run be, effort and just and be so diligent. Then that works. But when you're dealing with top flight players in a big club like Chelsea, it's not all about. You, you can't just say run hard, work hard. Basically, when you look at so Ziyech and Kai Havertz. You need to give me something more than just run hard. What is my rule? What is my instruction? What's right? What what are the triangles? What do you want me to do psychologically, mentally? There are certain things you need to tell. There's certain foot. There's a certain footballing language you need to relate to me for me to try and say, aha, I get what, what you want to want. You can't just say, hey, run more. But, like to okay. to 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 a ZH or a Harvard. Then like, what do you mean by run more? That makes no sense. When when I outline that, is there any surprise why? The captain of his last game was the captain of his last game. I'll tell you why he was the captain of his last game. Do you think he knew and he just wanted to get him? Hundred percent, hundred percent. He knew, like, like he was like, okay, this is my last game. This is most like my my, my my last game, and this is my perfect chance to sort of say, hey, this was what I was about. I was about this kid Mason Mount, who I saw myself in 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 him, and that's ultimately is what led to his downfall. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. We'll, we'll get there. So, yeah, he did that because he knew. He, he knew that he, he, he was gone. Point number 10. Um, Lampard would have walked out had he been working for any other club than hashtag Chelsea. Yeah, so, so my thing is that this obviously shows that there was a lot of issues. 10 issues, at least. Yeah. Although some of these are connected. So it's less than 10. But 
I don't even know if you can scale one to ten this, but mm-hmm. the idea that okay, Rudiger goes to the board and says something to the effect of Lampard needs to go. All right, so let's say he somehow finds Roman Abramovich. He has the number to his phone on his yacht, and he calls him up and says, "Yo, Roman, Lampard has to leave. Man, this thing's not working." You think you think Roman Abramovich is like, "Oh, okay, Tony, I'm gonna do exactly what you say." Thank you, Tony, for your uh, brilliant insight into the dressing room. Your information here is going to be overwhelmingly instructive in the future of Chelsea Football Club. Thank you so much. Click. And then Frank Lampard, big Frank Lampard, comes and calls the same number and says, yeah, boss, I think I need more time. Like, who do you think Roman Abramovich is going to listen to, honestly? Rudiger or Frank Lampard? The idea that... Antonio Rudiger has the manager's life in his hands, and he can just go thumbs up, thumbs down, and that's the decision. Like, we're watching Gladiator. No! I The idea that Antonio Rudiger decided or made this happen... Leave me it's, out of that no, one. No, 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 for me, no, look. Any, look, so you saying that, like... See, you saying that is, is, is maybe if you're relating to people who don't have a brain. Anybody with half a brain, and I mean half a brain, we realize that Rudiger played no part in Lampard's sacking. No, no, I no, I didn't say he played no part. I think he played us a part, but he's I'll not s- the deciding factor as I'll if say he needs again. to be banished. I'll say it again. Rudiger played no part in Lampard's sacking. The main thing f- that's just like extra sauce just to build up like a whole package of things. He played no actual parts in his sacking. This was about bad performance bad results the team isn't going the the team lacks direction simple as that imagine being Kovacic (laughs) like your player of the season and now you're fighting to get into the 11 do do you think Kovacic calls the same number hey Roman man he needs to go (laughs) thank you uh Matteo like he's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just read, read what this guy says. Let's read what this guy says. So it says, so from Simon Phillips, um, obviously it's like a Chelsea insider then. Antonio Rudiger is understood to have clashed with Cesar Aspilicueta on more than one occasion as Chelsea's captain attempted to ease tensions between players at Chelsea's Covent training ground. Now, can we press rewind? Bzz, bzz, play. Mm. Um, Man City versus Chelsea. League Cup Final 2018. League Cup Final 2018. Or would it be in 2019? Yeah. Sorry, hey, um, I have a expert penalty saver here. Um, you, dude, I'm making a substitution. Yes, I am the manager and making a substitution. I'll repeat that again. I'm the manager and making a substitution. Can you, there between the sticks, can you please kindly come off so I can bring on a penalty kick taker? Hey, you know what? The same thing was done by a guy called Louis Van, Van, Van Hal, where he brought on Tim Krul. And you in know what? In a World Cup, by the way. In a World, World Cup, and Holland ended up winning that penalty shootout. That's some Mickey Mouse trophy. With, with Krul. So, Kepa is like, no. Nah. Sorry, you Sorry your, your number is up. You're no off. Comprende, no comprende. And Kepa says no. And there is a back and forth. Now, in this situation, this is where your leader, As the captain, me. comes in and says, Kepa, get your ass off right now. In and his you berate him tongue. and say, you get away In his right native now. tongue, whatever the Basque dialect is. You're, you're substituted. You, you can't just say no. So you come off and you're coming off. Now, now you can throw a strop and go up on a code down. You come off. But no. He was nowhere to be found. He hid. Mm. And David Luiz was the guy that was really remonstrating and so forth. It was at that moment that I said, this guy is not a leader. 
Now, when you're a captain, the qualities you must have to be captain is either you are loved or you're respected. Someone like Lamb, he doesn't need to say much. He doesn't shout that much. But you can tell that that guy is respected. I don't believe Aspilicueta is respected by the by the entirety of the Chelsea group. I think group. he's captain because he tries hard. He tries and, hard and, and he, he spent like a, a, a long time there. Yeah, he's he's a piece of furniture at this point. He's been there since 2013 or 2012, 2013, I think. Mm. Right, right after they won the Champions League. And he tries hard. He's he's somebody who's willing to run again. He's mm. he's like Lampard if Lampard was a right back. So it makes sense why Mourinho loves him. Conte would love him as a right-sided centre-back. Sorry would play him. Oh my gosh, do you know what's funny? I just remember that story. I remember, and and I believe, I think it was Rudiger, an interview with Rudiger, because you know how I do this whole interviews with the players and stuff? Mm. I'm pretty sure it was Rudiger, where he, they, they're talking to, it's Rudiger and, is it Tammy or someone? I can't remember, it's, 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 it's him and an English player that they, I think, black English player that's of, of, of Callum, Chelsea. Callum, maybe? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, but it's, it's 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 like a Chelsea TV thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 so, I so think basically, it might be Callum, yeah. But. So basically, they ask Rudiger like just about stuff, and they just ask him a thing about who's the worst dressed. <laughs> and then he says that you know what, Aspliqueta wears his trousers really high up, <laughs> and he's just imitating how he wears his trousers really high up, and he always always tucks them in and and, and so forth. So I'm just thinking that it's like a beef. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, no. I'm just thinking that because you just take that as like a little. Um, footnote there and he said you know what I think that Rudiger is very well liked Bro, in that Chelsea crew I was, just, I was about to get to this point I think Rudiger is very well liked I think Zuma is very well liked and you know everyone loved David Luiz yep. I don't believe Aspilicueta is a guy that everyone is like hey Cesar is the guy we really go to him and so forth he's a leader by example I think Yeah, like. but he's not like hey come to my house kind of guy That's he, see, see, see for me like you see someone like you could argue that, oh, Lam is a little bit example because he's, he works, he is very consistent, his quality and so forth. But I think that for someone like Lam, he's respected. I think people just respect, respect. The, the entire dressing room, both for Germany and Bayern, would respect a, a Lam. I don't think the same you can say for an Aspilicueta. This Rudiger clashing with Aspilicueta, people would say, yo, Rudiger, how could you clash with the, with the captain? Is he the captain? I don't think the captain has ever really been the captain. So Terry was the captain. He wore the armband. Mm. Drogba was the really the de facto leader of that team. Meaning, I remember like, do, do you remember the celebrations when they won the FA Cup? Mm. Um, I think in 2012, and they had the music on. Yeah. And, and Drogba was dancing, and he was dancing with David Luiz. Oh yeah. And the whole team was kind of in on it, and mm. pe- that that to me is the kind of leadership that I want to see, where like an old person can connect with a young person, different cultures, different languages, but no, no, you, but no. that 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 kind of gravitational leadership quality. That's what Basically. I want to see because that's that's what a team needs. It's always good to have a leader on the pitch, someone who can talk to the referee and be the example mm. and shout, you know, line up, move, all all of this kind of stuff. But because I forget, so I say. To their points, Croatian, my Croatian friend from my office colleague, mm-hmm. he said that Modric, because he actually knew the Croatian players like growing up, he said Modric wears the captain's armband. The leader of that team is Mandzukic. Yes. So the captain's thing is not necessarily the true leader of mm-hmm. the, the team. Said the, the spiritual leader, the guy that everyone gravitates to is Mandzukic. Think but Modric just wears the just, armband. And, and, and that puts something in my head because who did Croatia play in the World Cup final? They played France. 
Lloris wears the armband, but who was the person in the dressing room yes, who was Pogba. talking? It was Pogba. Pogba was actually the actually he was the de facto leader yeah. of that team. Um, but what, what what I want to say is the the ninety minutes that we see every week or one eighty depending on how how many games your team plays. Those that is such a small amount of time that these people spend together. That's the culmination. That's what we see because it's broadcasted. But the training sessions, the cool downs, the lunches and the traveling and all that kind of stuff, that is far more time than what they spend on the pitch. Just to probably to fly to some place like Krasnodar probably takes more time than what it takes to play the game. Mm. So those are the people that you're around a lot. So you'll you'll notice, hey, the Francophone people are together. The English guys are together. The Spanish people are, are together. Rudiger, there was nobody who was German in the team. He was the only guy that didn't have like a little house that he could go to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think it had been that way for a while because you had like you know Willian and uh, Emerson, uh, David Luiz. You know they had their little Brazilian clique. Even Jorginho, who's obviously he's Italian, but um, but Brazilian by birth. They had their little clique. Then you had the Francophone people of you know Zuma, Conte, Giroud. Uh, Bashawai when he was in the team, Hazard when he was in the team, they had the little click and crew. Then you have the English guys who are always together, and whatnot. Where does Rudiger go? He has to find who do I connect with? Like, let me go speak with different people and make friends different places. There's no natural place for him to go. So you would always see him in like the videos that Chelsea would release or, or that you would see just kind of like Instagram footage or whatnot. He's pranking, he's making jokes, he's having fun. He's like the class clown almost mm-hmm. because he there's there's no natural click for him. So I'm trying to find my place in this team. And I think in that effort, I think if you've ever been the new kid somewhere and there's no real home for you necessarily in, in what this is, you have to go out, out of your way to make friends and just be a, a gregarious person in that way, just like a, a fun person to be around. And I think in that kind of pursuit of him trying to find himself in this team, as it were, he probably does have more relationships with people and he probably is more friendly and affable and amiable than Cesar Aspilicueta, who's always just had, hey, let me just hang out with, who are this? There's a bunch of Spanish people, Alonso, Pedro, mm. Fabregas at a time, like they had their own little clique. Mm-hmm. So, but Rudiger never had that until recently, probably, where he could hang out with Werner Havertz. Hell, he'll be able to hang out with the manager now. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that plays a part. And if we're real, I said this. I don't know when I said this. I I hope I said this at the time. I don't know if I did say this at the time. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why (laughs) Lampard was... I got to get this David Luiz guy to fuck up out of here, man. Oh, obviously. I got to get him the fuck out of here. Because if I don't remove him... Instead of that name on the screen that we're seeing right now, Rudiger is understood to have class doors or or Rudiger was da 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 da. It would be David Luiz. And I would believe it in that sense because oh, he, yeah, for sure. Because David Luiz for me, that that scene where I don't even know what dance they were doing. It's probably something from Ivory Coast. But Drogba was doing it and Luiz was doing it with him. I was like, this is the passing of the torch. This is Drogba who's in his last season at Chelsea. I didn't know he would come back, but this is him passing the leadership torch, that actual leadership, that like groupness, whatever that ethos is. That's him passing it to David Luiz in that moment. That's what I felt. And then obviously Mourinho came and they sent him to PSG. He came back and he was always he's always just been himself. But Lampard saw that 
in Louise and had I got to get him out. Hmm. Maybe he didn't understand Rudiger probably had that same thing in him that he can connect with people. And I've I've been monitoring because I've been wondering who does this guy hang out with. Nobody speaks German except wait, for wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. How many years did Lampard play with Louise? <sighs> Louise would have arrived in Ancelotti's season, so 2010-2011. I think he arrived with Fernando Torres. Hmm. So 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, 13. Um, so like three seasons. 13, 14, he was gone. Yeah, three seasons. That's a long time. Hmm. Three and a half seasons, actually. So basically, he knows him. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, from Lampard's point of view, it's, it's, it's sense made sense. When, it's well, sense. Everything it makes, makes sense. sense now that it's it, hindsight is twenty twenty. But what's cool is I think me and you have been seeing this from day dot. <laughs> like we knew mm. we would end up doing this hour and thirty minute podcast <laughs> someday. We did we didn't know when, but we knew. Um, so yeah, what's what's what's, what's so, next on the screen? Now this is interesting. Put them on the summer jam screen. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the young players who have performed so admirably for Chelsea and Lampard. I believe to have complained about the treatment they received from disgruntled teammates and accusations of certain graduates being favored have not always been solely confined to social media. I want to zero in on, on that. I think that's where I'm involved. <laughs> confined to social media. That's, I think that's me. So I think that, you see, it, it, it's everything makes, you see, what's it's it all coming together, man. No, no, but, 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 it's like my, my, my boy, all the pieces matter. Lester, Lester Freeman. Is it Lester Freeman? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. The Wire. Yeah, all the pieces matter, man. The players use social media. I can't believe Lester didn't figure that shit out earlier, by the way. Hey, Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> she was so obvious. You know, so, so, so my, my thing is that, look, see, everything makes sense now. It took you five seasons, Lester? If you, oh, look, leave the man, leave the man. Let, let, let the man, most most unrated detective, for me, the best detective of all time, but that's just me. Um... They, 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 view, they view social media. They see social media. So these guys would have seen my tweets. They'd have seen the whole Mount stuff. And they would have said that. So basically, Rudika would be like, hey, hey, Kova, look at this. Look at look. HH. Hey, look at HH, HH. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's true, Mount. So I believe that the Chelsea fan base has never been more split ever before in its history. Isn't that ironic that Lampard is making people split? Split because what's because the narrative you're now creating is these older, mostly foreign dudes who are big quotes, big quote unquote, bullying the younger English academy people who are Chelsea through and who are Chelsea through and through, yeah, through and through. (laughs) So, and my thing is, is that that's bullcrap because this is this is how I I translate this. See, look at how he worded this. He worded this in a, in a way where you can view this as bullying. How I word this is what we always knew, what we always talk, talked about. Let's just let's let's deal with this nonsense. This this is more on the saying. So my so right here, this is about. I'll translate this, and it's what we we always talked about. My name my name is ZH. I have starred for a team in the Champions League, taking them to a semi final where we should have pretty much made the final. Incredibly I'm Timo Werner. Yeah. Final. My name is, is Timo Werner. I was considered one of the hottest. I was top three, top four, highest scoring goal scorers in, in Europe. My name is 
Kai Havertz, starter for German national team, and I'm considered one of the big young stars. So we, our name has been on the world map, but you're telling me that this 22-year-old academy dude from Derby County is now someone that we should now be following by, and following by example. This is what we said in the Collocated Chelsea show. When you're in a dressing room and so forth, you know who the you know who the ballers are, you know who the stars are, you know who's really good, you know who works hard, you know who is average. You just know. You don't need the manager to tell you. You just know. But when the manager now says, "No, this dude is that dude," you're like, "What? No, he's not," because we play with him and we know that he is he is what he is. That no, he is the really good player, not him. But if the manager now singles him out and says, "This you now lead by example." It's going to rob you a certain way. And so for all of these senior players, Kovacic, blah, I came from freaking Real Madrid. I've, I've played in a World Cup. I got to a World Cup final. Champions League winner. Yeah, Champions League winner. <laughs> Champions League winner, I got, to, I, I got to a World Cup final. So, Kovacic said, wait a minute, so Mount is now better than me. And let's, 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 let's just cut this crap, because let me just say this right now. So, <laughs> what are these great missing man's performances? Because let's just... You know, Kovacic won three. 16, 17, 18. Oh, did he? Champions League, yeah. Okay, so he joined in 2018. Yeah, so so my thing is, what are these great Mason Mount performances that people talk about? Damn. Because, we, you see, that is... Because this is where this thing comes through. That if this is true, guys are like... People will say, wait a minute, you can't complain because he's performing so much better than you. Has he? I, I think his effort would translate to he's playing better. Mm. Probably for most people. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because he's playing for a manager that that puts his trust in him beyond what I think would most would consider reasonable. Yeah. So it makes sense that I'm going to fight for this guy because why wouldn't I? You know? But that because then, but, but no, no, then, but, but because 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 it's, it's, it makes sense see that because effort, be, no, because you know? it's, because because Lampard, what did we just say? Tries hard, a guy that always works hard. Skill was never my thing. Exactly. So it makes so, sense. so for Mr. Mount is like yes, screw you, Mister Skillful Zh, with your Hudson little silky moves. Perfect example. Yeah, I am going to even shove it in your face that I am going to be for this guy, and I'm going to rate his efforts. Try hard over your stupid stepovers and silky flicks and tricks. Like Hudson, Hudson Odoi had to put in nine, ten out of tens just to get minutes. <laughs> Mount, all he has to do is just try to run hard, and that's good enough. And I understand for Lampard why that is, mm. because that's who he was. That's who he was. That's who he was. But again, you can't put what's better for one person above what's better for the whole. And that's what's been happening, I think, at Chelsea for the past few months, weeks, year probably, Mm. where the team has been constructed around what's best for one or two players, but you're dealing with a squad of 23, 24, 25 guys. You have to do what's in the best interest of those men. If not, of course one of them's going to get frustrated. Of course somebody who's helped the club bring in players is going to be frustrated. Of course the player of the season from last year is going to be frustrated if he isn't playing. We've seen it before. Juan Mata, two-time. What did Mourinho do? I got to get this guy out of here. If I don't get him out of here, it's going to be a cancer. It makes sense that a person who hasn't had to manage big personalities before, one, would want to get rid of them, see David Luiz, and two, if you didn't get rid of them, you couldn't handle them. I don't know how 
Tuchel probably there's no Neymar or Mbappe in this Chelsea team, so automatically his job's going to be quite easier mm. <laughs> because that level of talent doesn't exist, or that level of branding or just stardom doesn't exist in this Chelsea team. I don't think so. I think he'll he'll be like ah Rudiger. I had to deal with Neymar. I had to deal with Mbappe. I had to deal with and uh, name name anybody, Danny Alves or whoever it was. So um, I don't have to worry about that. But Lampard. You're coming from Derby, and you think you can handle Kepa? Defiant Kepa? <laughs> Good luck, bro. And he, I'll save that point. So, anyway, what's next? So, you know, let's, so, let's just look into this whole Rudiger and Kovacic thing. Player power. Um, now, I'll come out and say it. See, I'll, I'll come out and straight and say it. I was calling uh, for a mutiny. <laughs> Yes, I t- right, guys, guys, look up my tweet, and I ain't deleting that tweet, so you can look up that tweet. Yes, half hope, HH at half hope hot. I said, this is, I, I, I fully support and endorse a mutiny. <laughs> so, for for Rudiger you know, and Kovacic, thank you. No, 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 you will probably be hearing monkey chance and get that off this team towards Rudiger. I, w- I was reading some replies because I was trying to find the thing of replies. And when, because there was this thread that said, oh, Rudiger and Kovacic, blah, blah, blah. Five, six of the replies was, geez, I'm shocked, Kovacic. I never would think Kovacic. Kovacic doesn't appear as someone. Why would Kovacic come? Hmm, interesting. So why is it so surprising that Kovacic would do such a thing <laughs> you know because you know Kovacic is Eastern European <laughs> and you know how, how those guys rule and those guys they have a personality mm. you know so I just thought that was interesting that oh, Kovacic is surprised about not Rudiger but my thing is you're not seeing the, the narrative begin to play out you Rudiger and Kovacic you are the guys that are the reason for Lampard to be sacked and again it is you're now going to use that as the excuse so you're going to ignore the trash performances ignore the dumbass tactics and the results and say nah you guys need to leave because you guys got Lampard sacked can you see the stupidity that we're dealing with here do you know what I find interesting and you know you, you brought up empty stadiums Lampard's maybe his second biggest crutch Obviously, you only need two, but um, one of his crutches, I think. The first was just the inexperience of it all. The second, like the second biggest factor in his sacking is probably COVID-19. If Stamford Bridge was 42,000 strong, 40,000 of them support Chelsea or however many it holds of the home support, you really think they could sack him? Like if all of the stadium was behind him? In an empty stadium where all you have to gauge... How, how do the fans feel about Frank Lampard? Well, let's go on Twitter. Let's go on Facebook. Let's go on Instagram. Let's do this. Let's do that. There's no real gauge other than social media. And social media is... It's it's a, it's an interesting place where you have people <laughs> calling for mutinies and all this kind of stuff. It's toxic in a sense. Stanford Bridge, I don't think, would have been toxic with Frank Lampard. And I think that might have bought him more time. What do you think about that idea that if if there wasn't COVID and the stadium was full, let's let's imagine it's the exact same results, mm. but the support from the fans. Because I think when Mourinho got sacked the second time, 
the fans bought him maybe an extra month that he wouldn't have gotten because the results were just so shockingly bad. But because he was Mourinho and because people were like, you know, Jose Mourinho and all of that. Daniel, who's the owner of Chelsea? I'm not saying that it doesn't save him from the sack. I'm saying, does it buy him more time? I no. think it does. Nope. Because I think what we're saying is that there was a deep, deep issue and deep problem. Have you seen his, his, his record, bro? I know it's bad. So, for Roman, he's like, that statement is nonsense, <laughs> I think. Because I read in another report that apparently he was not allowed to say his goodbyes to the team at the training ground. Yeah, so apparently. That apparently maybe they'd have to pay him if he went on the training ground yeah, i mean maybe was, <laughs> like yo but, I, I did conduct training I, uh, see, my my thing is that i don't think it would have bought him any more time i think that decision would have always been made so you can sing up i and think down if and there was so a full forth. crowd and they were backing him to the hilt as i can only imagine chelsea fans would hmm. just because of who they are he gets more time how much more time i don't a week or two he get at least gets wolves and the next game Especially after the three 0 result against Luton, mm. you know, um, I, I, I just I can't see it. Like, like, nah, the whole stadium is chanting Frankie Lampard, whatever they sing. Like, you know, I think it, it just it was unfortunate, probably for him, that there weren't people to back him, and that he never got to feel like a normal manager would for eighteen months, just the backing of the Chelsea crowd. I think that's probably unfortunate. Now, I do have a question. <laughs> not not that I want to take credit for this, but I feel like I was on top of this. And you're somebody who uh, pays a lot of attention to to, to football and uh, dialogue, as it were. Who was the first person you heard with the V.S. Boas comparisons? Oh. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh. it me? Um, or... I, th- I, th- I, think, I think it was this light-skinned Canadian <laughs> dude. <you know? laughs> No, 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 because I'm just, I'm just making sure, because I don't know, because maybe somebody could have said that beforehand, but yeah, I feel like I, I, I noticed the kind of similarities, so when mm. people are like, um, you know, the, people are finally starting to bring up the quotes that Lampard said when V.S. Boas got sacked, like, oh, I think it was too much too soon, or he, he made mistakes, blah, 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 isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> isn't it ironic? Alanis Mormore said, good song. Um, what's, what's that album? Jagged little pill. Oh no no! All I, all I remember is just the the, the, the song. It's like a rainy day. On you know what? There's a day. good joke on YouTube. I think it's an Irish comedian. I think his name's Burn, and he goes through why everything she names isn't ironic. <laughs> so it's ironic that she doesn't know what irony is. It's like it, it's it's weird, like it, the. Or maybe she, maybe, maybe there wasn't meant to be running. Maybe it's like it's very artistic. It's like sort of like a double entendre nah, or something. Like that, so. Nah, they're just unfortunate. There's the difference between unfortunate and ironic, but it's it's a it's a nerdy kind of English joke. But anyway, um, yeah. So the 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 comparisons with uh, V.S. Boas, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of people reference that, and I feel like ah, so you guys are getting on my wave. Like, welcome, welcome to the beach. <laughs> I've I've been out here on these ways before you guys, but um, yeah. So, is there anything left? Is there any meat left on on the bone? Obviously, I mean. No, no, for me, I think that Tuchel is pretty much done. Ooh, Ooh. I, no, I, I I think there's like I think there's some some more meat left on the bone here. Okay, are you ready? 
the proper Chelsea fan response to Lampard being sacked. Mm, <laughs> Jory Rennings. I've been supporting Chelsea since the 1990s. So that means... Who gives a f***? Honestly. For the dis- elitism. This elitism. It's weird. It's, I, no, no, no. no. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's yeah, ir- yeah, right. No, no. Have a, this is actual irony. That you, you claim to support Chelsea, but you're willing to support something or someone that is bad for the thing you support. That's ironic. Hmm. It's actually stupid. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Because I read I somewhere. I love Frank Lampard no. so much, even if he's unqualified to be the manager of my football club, that I will see, actively no, 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 support no, no. I, someone who's negative. This is what encapsulates the whole thing. I read somewhere where someone said that people need to understand what supporting Chelsea is, that where it's about supporting Chelsea despite performances or results. And I just paused on that stage and said, "Let me try and understand this because this is amazing." And this is this is this, no, like this is this is fascinating and it's Like I was like, "Wow, that's like really, you know, it's it's it gets to the wheels of my it's it gets the wheels of my brain turning." Because, because my thing is that this is a kind of diving into the psyche of certain people because it's super interesting. Because my thing is like it's not about how the team performs or what they, they, they do. It's it's a need. It's fulfilling a need. You see, for these people, Chelsea are part of their lives. You see, my family is part of my, my life. That's a strong part of my life is my family. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, football is part of my life. Films are part of my life. Like, I need that. Those are important part of my life. Chelsea isn't part of my life. It's a thing that's gives me enjoyment that I follow and so forth because I just have a connection to them because I've been following them for such a long time. But they're not part of my life the way that football, films, and my family are, mm-hmm. which are very important to me. But for these people, Chelsea is a part of their life. Like, what's, what's it called? Like, someone, I was speaking to someone, um, he said, um, and th- well, this, I wouldn't call him a proper Chelsea fan, just like he's like a Ghanaian who was, on like our stream, he said that <laughs> there are people that he places Drogba higher than a lot of friends and family. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's deep. But you see, no, back to, to, to these guys. You see, for these guys, Chelsea are part of their life. Mm-hmm. An important part of their life. And there is that need to be on that Chelsea thing 24-7 because it fulfills something as part of their life. So... Things that are connected deeply to it, you have to always support it. Like you would support a brother, a mother, a sister, or so forth. Like if a brother you have, and this is like your blood brother, is up on trial, he may be guilty, but you have a duty to to support him because hey, he's my brother. Even if the evidence says that he's guilty, he's my brother, and I will always support my brother and and and, and so forth. Even if he gets convicted, I will still support my you brother because he's my brother. Who like um. Have you ever watched these shows of like people who are like 700, 800, 900 pounds? I don't mm. know how much that is in stone. Like, let's just make it wild. Let's say they're like a thousand stone, right? <laughs> and they'll still have enablers in their family that because they love them so much, they'll still go get them McDonald's or Burger King or Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and when you're trying to stop someone who's killing themselves through food, that's probably the first person you have to stop is the enabler. Because, like, yo, this person needs a truck or a forklift to get up out the house. 
Like when they take these people to hospital, they need like a whole truck. Oh, oh no, no, that's it's, 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 it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Who's going to get them the food? So you can't claim to love me while you're killing me. But for these people, it's like, no, like, that's my mom, that's my sister, that's my this, my dad. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do for them to make them happy. Like, enablers almost annoy me more than the person themselves. So, Frank Lampard doesn't annoy me. Partly because I've stopped caring about Chelsea Football Club results, you know, to a certain extent. What annoys me more is, like, the people who enable it. It's just like, oh, so Frank Lampard's... uh, rookie manager let's bring him anyway what frank lampard was a great player for chelsea football club so he'll be a great manager what like how many stupid things are you going to try to tell me to justify the feeling that you have for the guy i'd be happy if they said he's english i'm english i want to see frank lampard because he's a chelsea legend do well i don't really care what happens but it's not that they try to cloak it in some like He's actually good for the club. Like, no, he's good for your mind. He's good for your brain. He's good for what he makes you feel. It's your selfishness that wants him in the job. Not what you, not what's actually right or wrong. How he makes you feel is why you want him there, even if it's not what's best for him. So do you really care about him? Do you really care about Chelsea, or is it just about you and your selfishness? And that's what annoys me the most. Mm. You don't give a fuck about Frank Lampard. If they gave a about Frank Lampard they wouldn't have wanted him to be hired after 10 months of managerial experience for somebody who's who will willingly shoot you at the break of dawn for losing a game like Roman Abramovich you wouldn't want that for somebody you actually cared about if Drogba was up I would I'd be tempted to get on a plane and coronavirus and try to go stop him <laughs> like oh Drogba DJ hey yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, 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 mon frere it's, chill that is, like, see, that is no, very no. key no 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 it's very key what you said because see I think the key thing, it is selfishness. Because, as I said again, I never want to see Zola or Drogba touch this Chelsea job. Never. Because I know that they don't have the managerial experience to succeed at this, and I don't want to have the scenario of them failing. But for these guys, all they care about is the storyline and the fairy tale. And even if you know that, there's a great chance that this fairy tale can turn into a nightmare. They're like, now, my need for this fairy tale far outweighs the high possibility of this turning into a nightmare. And what you now have, because you see, what has happened to Lampard and how he has tarnished his legacy, this is on the proper Chelsea fans. It's you. Because right now, the Lampard storyline is great player, the worst Chelsea manager under the Abramovich era. You- <laughs> You've got to say that. You've got to say say the full story. See, before he was manager, you could say, "Great Chelsea, great player, great Chelsea le- 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 legend." Full stop. End. Close the book. Mm-hmm. Hey, cool story. But now, eh, sorry, can you just open the book up again? Yeah, sorry. We have like another chapter here. Cool. He got fourth. Cool. He came Disaster back. of of his second <laughs> season. <laughs> and then he, he got sacked. <laughs> worst, um, statistically the, the worst manager under the Abramovich era. Oh damn it! Fuck. That's the full story. Sorry, and that's and that and that's my friends is the ending. The the, the ending isn't here. I, I don't think the story is over. I don't think the story is over. Oh, he'll be back. I I think he will. I think once he gets the experience that he needs, he'll be back. Otherwise, Abramovich doesn't write the letter at the end. Mm. So, and this is what should have happened at the beginning. This is why I can look at John Terry for as much as many issues as I might have with the guy. At least he was tactical. 
Oh, for sure. You see, you see, John Terry is like, phew. That could have been me. <laughs> that could that could have been me. So, see, see, like, see, see, John Terry is Terry like, is in a this is why place, I was right in my decision to wait because I didn't want this to happen. See, so Ter- I was fully, I'm now being fully vindicated. Terry is in a special space, though, in the sense that he is called Captain Leader Legend. Am I willing to throw away Captain Leader Legend? <laughs> see, Lampard, he... These people might say he's the greatest and this and that. They don't actually believe that. Because no, 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 in, no, no. in 2012, Daniel, Didier Drogba was thank voted you, thank you, thank as you. the greatest. But So you don't believe that. You're just saying that now because you want him in the job. Again, because of your own selfishness. Terry actually does have a title to lose. He has. He, I think Terry had more skin in the game, in a sense. Hmm. Where I'm captain leader legend. That's my thing. What is Lampard's name? Like, Does he have a Frankie Lampard super Frank? Yeah, Super Frank. Are you willing to... Super Frank and Captain Leader Legend are not equal. So I think Terry will probably look at it like, am I willing to put Captain Leader Legend... Could you imagine the headlines? Captain Leader Legend sacked. (laughs) Or Captain Leader Legend flop. Captain Leader Legend (laughs) failure. Captain Leader... Like, Super Frank gone? Like, I don't really care about that. So, yeah, I, I think Terry probably assessed it. Like, I do, I think I have more to lose than anybody here, for better or for worse. How do we close this out? Um, unless you have any more points. <laughs> no, no, I think closing it out is the, the future. The Frank Lampard autopsy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is an autopsy. I think the thing is Tuchel, you know? Okay. Obviously, you know, Dembaba has a few choice words. For He's him. a perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you, see, you see, my thing with Tuchel is this, is like, so, so, again, since it's not a Chelsea show, like this is just much more of like a broader footballing thing, mm. is Tuchel is, and we're talking tactics, <laughs> um, Tuchel, this is an improvement. It's Best. a huge Im- improvement. Like, and for players like Ziyech, Havet, and so forth, it's like the language that will be used in training. You see, when I saw that Leicester City game, I said, no, this is not anything to do with the formation or the right lineup. This is a training thing. The language in training isn't translating. So when Tuchel comes in and it's like... training session is going to be, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, no, no. And also it will be like, okay, um, one touch, you know, di- um, diagonals, run through. Okay, now this is what I want to do to Tuchel. Come closer, you know, beat him and take him and be much more intricate. Look for that space in through there. So that's very different from run, run, get back, effort, effort, press, 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 run, run, get, 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 get. So already, once that language is different, you're like, oh, you train differently. You move differently. And training is key because that is your preparation, your physical and mental preparation for the game. So physically and mentally, the way you feel come match day will be different as opposed to the language of run, 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 effort, effort, effort run, run. Therefore, you, because for a, like, it's easier to have it, you be like, oh, football, run, football, run, football, run, uh, malfunction. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to see Tuchel, I'm still not convinced whether Tuchel is going to be a direct success for Chelsea. For me, I believe this ends with, with a sack. You know, oh, it's, it's, it's happening. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's happening. But this is a an improvement on Lampard. That's a fact because you actually have a manager or a coach. How well he does with Chelsea will be question, is, is, is in question. But if you're the players and footballers, you're like, wow. I think it will be a good relief from the trash you have to deal with. So, yeah, I've I've always said, not always. That's hyperbolic. I've said for the past few weeks 
that I think Tuchel would be smart in that the principles that he uses, a lot of them revert back to three at the back. So what he'll do is he'll push the fullbacks high. One of the midfielders, the deepest line midfielder, will drop in between the two center backs and create a back three. One of the midfielders that we would consider eights or whatever will drop and become kind of like the link. And I think that's he, – he did it a lot with Verratti. Verratti is essentially going to become Kovacic, I think, because they have similar ball-retentive qualities that you can press him, or at least you can try, but you're not going to get the ball off him. So that will work. And then the front three and the fullbacks will just be able to figure out what they want to do. And I think Havertz will be key as that other midfielder because he'll just kind of run from deep and kind of score goals. Um, and the reason that I think that would be smart to implement kind of – it's not going to be back three on paper, but in in practice that's what it will be. It's because when Nagelsmann comes, if he comes, that's what he does. He plays with a definitive back three with mm. wing backs pushed high and pressing and all of that. So I think you kind of lay the table for Nagelsmann, even though you can't get him. And then when you can get him, you go for him. So kind of a John the Baptist, Jesus kind of thing. Um, if people know Sunday school, John the Baptist came before Jesus and then Jesus oh. was obviously the guy. So I think Nagelsmann in this example is Messiah. <laughs> and interestingly, um, for John the Baptist, it ended with uh, with the beheading. So there you go. Tuchel will eventually be sacked. And for all intent, Jesus was crucified too. So it's not going to end well for uh, Nagelsmann. But that's who they want. So Jesus was around, what, three years in his ministry? I'd probably give Nagelsmann the same amount of time, but, you know. Yeah, I think it's smart to kind of get the players used to back three principles, get them used to some German accents and whatnot from training staffs and coaching staffs and whatever it is. And then we bring in Nagelsmann if we can get them in. And then if we can't, obviously you can just look for the next good young manager in, in Europe, which I'm sure won't be hard to find. There's one, Munchen Gladbach has one. Like, there's a bunch of teams mm. that have like. Do you know this guy about uh, the Portuguese hmm. dude? I've read something about... I forgot this guy's name. He was at Braga. Or he might be the most expensive manager ever from the Portuguese league. He went from Braga to Sporting. I forget his I forget his name, but he cost like 18 million euros. Like Apparently, he's like the... They've earmarked him as like he's going to be the next Mourinho or something. <laughs> so that's another one to keep an eye out on. Some guy in... Whoever's managing uh, Sporting. Uh, Frank, man... Sorry, it had to happen, bro. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry, man. I'm not sorry, bro. You know when, uh, you know, in the wire when, when, uh, see, I don't. Can I don't ruin spoil the wire? It. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't. Oh, don't but do it. this is this, this is just for us then. It kind of feels like that, man. Like I don't think anybody wanted to pull the trigger on Frank Lampard, man. But gotta do it. No, no, no. no it's, we have to do a, a a wire breakdown, man. It's in the. The Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, 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 I don't do know. A wire breakdown. If if people want us to do a wire breakdown, then mm. become patrons. Maybe we should put a number on it. Like if fifty people become patrons, yeah, yeah, yeah. If seventy people become patrons, then we will do an extra podcast. I think it's called Through the Wire. I think we wanted to do this like mm. at one point. Maybe we should just do it anyway and put it on the Patreon, and then you guys can watch. But uh, you have HBO Max. Mm-mm. No, but I've got the the, the DVD. Oh, you got the box set. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. So, all right, guys, 
Man. Yeah, man, Frank, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Am mm-hmm. I, though? <laughs> no. I would, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yo, oh, Bro, oh, okay. He got I, paid. He, he, he got I, I paid. I wanted to ask you this. How did you find out? So, basically, I slept really late last night. So, yeah. I was like, I, I woke up late. So, I wake up. And, you know, on Twitter, they have, like, you know, the stuff that, that's, that's trending? Because, mm-hmm. basically, I, I always click Twitter just to see, like, the latest news. And then it has, like, a picture headline. And the picture headline was like, um, Chelsea have parted ways with Lampard. And then I just started just to dance, dance in my dress gown and my boxer shorts and so on. And I started to, to, to sing. And then I then look and see, I've got like six. Yeah, maybe say, I've, I've got like six DMs. I have like hundreds on. And then, and, then, and then I was like, see, what I always do is like, okay, what are all the guys Jack doing? Jack Daniels at like eight o'clock in the morning? You see, this this is the thing. This is why I felt really ill. But I say, if I've got a pop up, I've got to have at least a, a drink. So for the stream, I think the stream was at like one p.m. and I took one drink. I felt like shit. I felt like complete shit. But I, I, had, to, I had to do it. But, but but then you see, because I was like, okay, where's that? Because oh shit, because you're five hours behind. So you probably yeah, still see, asleep. Yeah, see, I woke up at like eleven thirty ish, and I didn't check my phone. So I checked my phone at maybe noon, and mm. by then it's already five hour old news. So. You know, oh, no, 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 because it's funny because like after I start typing my, my reaction, guys are like, oh, he's head. Oh, he's awake. Oh, so guys were like, wait a minute. Why hasn't half hope said anything? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I got to sleep, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like wait, this is what he's been waiting for for all, all his life. Where is the <laughs> thing? Oh, no, anyway. no, but oh, I was happy, bro. I was really happy, man. He's, I was really happy. I, I didn't, I didn't feel, I felt, yeah, like that makes sense. Like, no, no, no. Because I thought that he would last till the end of the season. And they're I just sucking on the end of the I season. I did too, but then I thought maybe you guys were right when you like uh, Abdullahi and like you guys don't know Marina, you don't know Abramovich, <laughs> like, and you were like, I know Russians, <laughs> like I know I know Russians. So I was like, damn, like I guess they were right. But yeah, I, 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 it was like sadness, but like understanding, like it had to happen, which is why I referenced, you know, first season of The Wire. And no, so do you know why I'm I'm happy? It's the reaction of the proper Chelsea fans. They're gonna be Tuchel out <laughs> day yeah. three. Yeah, because because do you know why? Who is this German that has taken over our boy? <laughs> the, the Germans again. The, yeah, the Germans are invading. Well, Idiots, morons. Anyway, Talking Tactics podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Road to follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Talking Tactics. I'm at Daniel to look. Have hope. Where can people get you? HalfofFootballHot.com. You know what it is, baby. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Apple Podcast, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. Check out our Patreon page. Um, we talk about all things politics. You know, we're going to have to start talking NBA soon. Yes. Um, race. All, all stuff, society, man. Society. Just everything in NBA. General so. good stuff, man. Join, join, join up, man. Join up. It's, it's to expand your horizons. Yeah. Expand your horizons. Check that out. Patreon.com forward slash Talking Tactics. Get at us. Talking Tactics Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. This is always Chelsea. <laughs> this yeah, well, peace, so. peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.